Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Welcome this mighty pioneer home tonight. Come on, I want you to give her a big God bless you. Come on. For those of you that don't know, this is Debbie Daly. Wonderful Debbie. This is Cody's, um, this is Cody's amazing mother right here. She's an amazing woman. I, um, I didn't set Debbie up tonight until just moments ago, but she, she's literally just flown in. I want you to tell them where God, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. I want you to tell them how God called you, the assignment he's given you. I'm in no hurry. I've got it. I've got a word. You, you can see that I've got that. Yeah. But I, I want you to share with what the Lord has done and how you've obeyed him. And, um. You just stand here tonight regal with honor before your king. Before your king. We love you. I'm so just so blessed by you, so proud of you. Just share what the Lord has done. Amen. It's good to be back home. If you don't know, um, I just returned, well, late Sunday evening uh, from a trip to China, but primarily to Tibet. Um, it was earlier in the year that... You know, I had been to Germany, and I'd been praying in some of the, the United Nations places in Brussels and so on and so forth. And then I came home, and earlier in the year, I was, oh, Lord, I'll go to here, and I'll pray in this building that looks like a high place. And the Lord said, no, I want you to go to the rooftop of the world. And I was, like, shocked, taken back a little bit. Um, but that would be Tibet, which is considered the rooftop of the world. And so as I, you know, prayed about it and I felt, okay, Lord, this is definitely you that's saying to go. And I made all the arrangements and, and I talked to my family and kind of prepared for everything and was a little shocked because, I mean, you're talking about going to the high, the highest place where there's there's ascended masters and the new age, the global orders and the whole, I mean, you have to understand the spiritual aspect of all of that. So I bought my tickets and, and I'm sitting there and really quite honestly, it's, it's, there was one day that I was at work and I felt this wave of darkness overtake me. And I knew at that moment that it wasn't the Lord, but what you know, I'd gotten these tickets, and I knew I was ready to go, and I knew that the Lord had called me, and I, I knew that I knew this is what was on his heart for me, but this darkness overtook me, and I thought, you know, even as I was planning, I was thinking, you know, Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want me to go, I'm just going to be obedient to go. Whatever happens, happens. Wherever I walk, you tell me to walk. If there's whatever it is, you're going to be surrounding me, but on that day at work, a dark cloud like a like a wind came up upon my back and it said to me you might be ready to give your life for Christ but what about if I touch your son what if I about what about if I touch your grandson and I'd be honest with you be very transparent here right now is that the thought came upon me as I'm sitting on my desk at work going Oh, Lord, this is too much of a price to pay. It's too much of a price to pay. 
You can touch me. The enemy can touch me. But you say you're going to touch my son, my grandson, my daughter-in-law, my granddaughter. It's too much of a price to pay. And then I found myself repenting. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. I said that I would go wherever you said you needed me to go. And so I just repented and said, Lord, just whatever your will is. It's your will for my son to be his, his man and who he is. And so even in the midst of that, I thought if I, if I had not gotten my ticket, I would, would not have gone. That's how much that wave of darkness comes upon us when the Lord is asking us to do something that's out of our comfort zone. But I recognize that's not the Lord. That's the enemy from the pit of hell. Trying to keep me from the rooftop of the world. Trying to keep me from the destiny that the Lord had called me to do. Trying to keep me from the purpose that he wrote in my book at the beginning of time. And so, off I went. It was an arduous trip. But there were many times of just pure glory of God. So what he had asked me to do was to declare his lordship across the high places. It can't get much higher than the rooftop of the world. No, I didn't climb Mount Everest. But the highest elevation I got was like, what do we say, 17,600 and some odd feet from sea level <laughs> to 17,000. But God, he just kept his hand on me and he encompassed me and so I you know for this bit that I thank you for letting me share that bit and and it is a thing where the enemy will come in to try to keep you from fulfilling your destiny but you have to walk on you have to push on and I know even be being in Tibet you walk into it's almost like this dome and you open the door and everything there is spiritual everything is spiritual you just open this door you walk in the streets everything is gold and red and people are twirling these these things where life goes on and on or they they have their beads and they're counting their beads or they're they're humming or they're singing and there's there's Buddhist statues and demonic statues, and I'd go into monasteries and go into places and just walk through these places that were just filled with darkness, and I'd just walk in declaring the scriptures of God, in particular Psalm 23, and just walking through these places, but walking in a place where people were so committed to their gods, in China, where there's communism, and Tibet, where they're in fear of absolutely everything, what they worship so hard for is that they want to appease their God. They don't want their gods to be mad at them. There's a God for prosperity. There's a God for health. There's a God for luck. There's a God for school. There's a God for everything. And they're so committed. They do these pilgrimages where they, they get down and they this thing and then they go down on the floor I just call it a burpee if you ever worked out at a gym <laughs> they call it burpees but anyway 
And they, so they do that. They take five steps. They get down. They do it again. They take five steps. They do it again. And they do a pilgrimage for miles. There was a, there was about five people that came. We saw them standing in the center. And they were, you know, you, you could tell they were very weathered. They had walked for five months to get to Lhasa, which is the capital of Tibet, to worship on their pilgrimage. And I challenge you, I told Cody, Cody and I talked, we've been to India several times, and every time we come home we see this. How committed are you? These people are serving demons. They're in bondage. They're afraid of their gods. They're afraid of their life. They're afraid of their government. Chinalism and communism. They're afraid of all, the all of the cameras that show everything. They cannot worship freely. They, in the underground church, I know there's Christians in Tibet. And I, can I be honest? I was reading in scripture today, there's one in Acts where they say, speaking boldly, even when it makes people uncomfortable. I streamed the service one Saturday from Tibet. I streamed the worship, and the cameras only pointed in one direction. And within a half an hour, everyone was sitting down during worship. But I can go out into bed and people are lying on their face doing burpees every five steps for 500 miles and worshiping their gods and counting their beads and twirling their things. And we have freedom here. And we can't stand up for an hour for worship. For a God who sets us free for a God who went to the cross for us and we find that we can't stand for one hour for, for 35 minutes sorry but these are the things that when you go and I see these people that are under such bondage and they're under such fear and we are so free here so free to worship a king of kings and a lord of lords. And I will just show this last thing and I'll hand it back. As, as the Lord told me to declare his lordship across the high places, across the nations, uh, the, through those ascended masters, the demonic spirits that are in the high places that, sp that speak out and they they control things and they control speaking into nations and darkness where agendas are made and new age agendas are made and educational things are given to the United Nations. And I know what I'm talking about. And these, these masters speak into these nation shakers. And, and so when the Lord said to go and declare his lordship, he also gave me guitar strings of Aaron gave me some guitar strings which I wound as small as rings and then I had some from Morningstar Worship and Cody and Sandra recorded three 
did, they did three thumb drives for me with prophetic worship music on there and a couple other songs. And the Lord would have me put it in different places. I just asked the Lord, Aaron, yours ended up to be every time I, when I entered in Tibet, the Lord had me put yours out. When I exited Tibet, the Lord had me put yours. She ushered your music ushered into Tibet, your music ushered out of Tibet. Because you see, the, the music never leaves the guitar strings. The worship is always in the strings. The worship is always in that thumb drive. It's always in the prophetic. It's the prophetic music. It's speaking over the nations. And he had me drop that at different places behind the, the future Buddha of the world, Maitreya. He had me drop one of your thumb drives. Prophetic worship overtaking the future Buddha. No to the future Buddha. Had me drop it in one in a tree, a thumb drive. Some guitar strings in different places. And then I was at Everest Base Camp, just the first base camp with the elevation was only 5,520 meters. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to stop now and breathe a little, you know. It's like, you guys go ahead. I'll catch up with you. But there's all these little things they put on these rocks, all these to their Buddhist gods. And we're out there, and we had a guide, and there was another woman on the tour. And I'm out there, and I said, I'm going to go make my own little worship on this rock. And I took, I had anointing oil from Morningstar. It was custom made. And... I had my anointing oil, I had a, a guitar string, and I had a, um, a thumb drive. And I put it on the rock, doused it with oil, all the time praying, Lord, you are the king of this mountain. You are, you are the Lord of lords. You are, you are the deer that jumps from mountaintop to mountaintops. You are the voice that speaks to the nations. You are the king of all these nations. You are the man. You are the God of the universe, the holy creator, the one true God. Jesus Christ is the only Christ. And so I put this little thing there and rocks all around it. And usually people put a top on theirs. And I didn't put a top on mine. That stone was rolled away. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that was my, my thing. At the rooftop of the world, I'm only a vessel that the Lord asked to go. But you are each vessels that the Lord has asked you to go somewhere. Local, far, wherever it is. Your name is written in the book of life, and so is your purpose, and God needs you to fulfill it. So there's this string and this thumb drive, and as I shared with the pastor and the worship team earlier, there's these instruments of praise that he had me deposit that only he knows what he's going to do with. Only he knows. And here's this string and this thumb drive of prophetic music both by guitar and by piano and by voice setting on the rooftop of the world waiting for us to connect with it waiting for us to stand for more than one hour may waiting for us to kneel for what more than one hour waiting for us 
to worship him. And that is the short version. There's many stories involved, but that is what the Lord had asked me to do. And I was just obedient to do it. I may never know. I may never see. But God knows. And I challenge each of you to be obedient to what the Lord says for you. It is not impossible. You just have to take the step. And when the darkness comes and tells you no, you tell it to shut its filthy mouth. And you fulfill what God has told you to do because just like Jesus said, and go get that donkey because I have need of it, he has need of us. You have a purpose you have no idea. As I shared that with Cody and, you know, about the, the strings and Pastor Brian was on the scripture, Psalm 31, he said, where the Lord with the, the bolt, the lightning bolt to strike the mark, Job 36, sorry. Job 36, where the lightning bolt to strike the mark. And here's these instruments at the rooftop of the world. And God will take a lightning bolt and strike that mark. Strike the mark. I told my son, he is my son for more reasons than we know. More reasons than we know. You are here for more reasons than you know. You are a pastor to this flock for more reasons than you'll ever know. One person you touch could light the world on fire. Amen. Four years ago, my wife and I moved back to the city of Sarasota, Florida. And soon after I arrived, <clears throat> I received a call from Roger Lee from the Sarasota House of Prayer. And he said, Brian, I feel <clears throat> this is not my message. I'm putting my message aside. So stay with me for just a couple more minutes. Do you have it in you? Okay, good. So he said, Brian, I feel like you're supposed to be here for our Israel conference. I feel like God wants to do something special in you and through you. And he wanted me to bring my, my first book to introduce that into the conference. And so I went, and I went expecting. And when I went to the conference, he played a film called Covenant and Controversy by a ministry uh, Frontier Alliance International by Dalton Thomas. And it was in conjunction with, um, how many of you are familiar with Dalton Thomas? Okay, just, just a few. How many of you are familiar with Joel Richardson's ministry? Okay, I count three, okay. So these two young men, actually Dalton Thomas is from right here in Venice, Florida. Right here in Venice, Florida, but he lives in the Golan Heights at the top of Israel where Lebanon and Syria come together on the top. And those of you that went to Israel with us will remember we were right there with the Kurdistan people 
are living, li- living right where Lebanon's here was on our left. Syria was here on, on our right, and the Golan Heights are right there on our right at that base. You'll remember that. But Dalton and his ministry are there, and they shared the film of Covenant and Controversy. Dalton's, you can find Dalton's ministry. They are taking Christians through the gates of northern Israel to minister to the Syrian people during this brutal civil war. And they're bringing humanitarian aid and rescuing lives and babies and people just bleeding out from war, putting them back together, leading them to Jesus. Christians breaking through Israel's Jewish gates to lead Muslims to Christ. I was so impacted by the ministry, I did everything I could to just start following this team, looking them up, and the Lord started putting on my heart to support them, and so we began to do that, and so the Lord began to put them on my heart to begin to pray for them and intercede for them and build relationship. Fast forward, last week, Dalton's ministry released a film called Sheep Amongst Wolves. How many of you have heard of that? Uh, Just a few of you again. Sheep Among Wolves, part two. I want to grab this part of the film. You need to go to YouTube and type in Sheep Amongst Wolves, part two. Put it in your notes. Put it in your phone tonight. Sheep Amongst Wolves, part two. This is what I want to grab tonight. I believe the Holy Spirit is directing the course of this ship this evening as he did with George and Darlene and now Debbie. And now I feel like I want to give this peace tonight. In the story, in the unfolding of this film, you are introduced to this couple. The woman was from Iran. She was raised in a Muslim home. She was raised under tremendous abuse. She was raped innumerable times, innumerable times in the Muslim culture. Through a series of miracles, she meets her husband. They fall in love. It's quite a miracle story. They move to America, okay? And... I don't, I don't remember exactly how many months go by, but finally she tells her husband, we cannot stay here. I want you to hear this tonight. She says, we, we cannot stay here in America. We have to go back to Iran. Now, Iran is experiencing, we're not getting this on Fox News. We're not getting this on CNN. We're not getting this on MSNBC. We're not getting this on The Blaze with Glenn Beck. We're we're just not getting this. you got to find the right resources. I would encourage you to really look up Joel Richardson's ministry to find out what is happening in the Middle East and Dalton Thomas. And that's just two powerful powerhouse ministries that are collaborating and working together. So... This, this outpouring of the Spirit that's happening in Iran right now is predominantly ran by apostolic women. 
women that have come to Jesus through profound encounter are learning the word of God and the gospel is spreading. They're going fearless and spreading the gospel throughout Iran. And through the through deep persecution, the gospel is exploding, exploding everywhere in Iran. And it's been happening for years, years. In the movie, Dalton and Joel go to Indonesia and they bring people out of Iran to interview them and meet with them to really share with the world what is happening on the inside of Iran. It will change your life. It will change your life. But in the story, the woman says to her husband, they, they've come to America. She says, we've got to get out of America. We have to leave here, and we've got to go back to Iran. And the husband is beside himself. He's like, what, what are you talking about? We could, be, we could be thrown back in prison. We could be persecuted. You could be raped countless times. You, what are you talking about in this this was her words. She said, there is a spirit in this nation that puts the church to sleep. And it's starting to get on me, and I refuse it, and we have to go back. So they leave and they go back. And you can see the rest of the adventure. The cry of our heart here at Victory, a church of his presence, is that this is a house that becomes fully awakened. Fully awakened. So that we can be the people of his presence that can be sent ones, messengers, intercessors, ambassadors to release the power of the kingdom of God. It's very simple. The vision is heaven on earth through God's sons and daughters. That's what we're talking about tonight. And that's God's vision, and that is why he sent his son so that heaven could permeate us and we could be the releasers of those who are bound in prisons and chains and dungeons. This anointing is upon us. I don't understand why God would call me to pastor this church. I don't. But all I do is stand be faithful to what he's called me to do. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Mark? Mark just reminded me something powerful that Bren has been saying for months. We recently have read a book about the Argentine revival. And in the book is this powerful word. And 
You may want to take this and write it in, get a tattoo of it. (laughs) Somebody actually got nervous that I said that a few weeks ago. Come on, folks. Okay, I'll show you mine later. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, Jesus has a tat on his thigh. Have you read the book of Revelation? But the word is this. The word is simple acts of obedience release the kingdom of God. One more time. Simple acts, say it with me. Simple acts of obedience release the kingdom of God. It's George and Darlene sitting on the Sea of Galilee, and I sat there with them. I watched them. I watched all of our team. I watched them. Wait upon the Lord. And it starts with someone asking, Lord, I I don't want to be the same. What do you have for me? It starts as an intercessor, this mighty intercessor in this house who's always here, faithful in the house of God for prayer, standing in the place of prayer with us. Her asking, now, Father, what is, this isn't Debbie's first rodeo or first assignment. It's just her inquiring of the Lord and asking. Simple acts of obedience are what release the kingdom. It's for all of us. It's to whosoever will. Really, it's to whosoever will. Present yourself before the Lord here at Victory. Just just come and stand in the presence and present yourself unto the Lord. And then then be, be courageous to say something like this. Lord, how would you have me go? How would you have me go? It's what Nehemiah did when Nehemiah heard about the broken down walls of Jerusalem, first of all, he wept bitterly. And his intercession was born out of a place of tears and brokenness. Then he inquired of the Lord in burning prayer and said, Lord, how will you have me go? And then the Lord began to bring provisions for Nehemiah to be sent by Cyrus to go and rebuild the wall. Here's where we are right now, America Church. Here's where we are. I am not part of a dead, dried up, pitiful church. I am part, I am part of the remnant, powerhouse, praying, radical church of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. I know who I am. I know who my wife is. I know the champions that I'm raising in my household. We're not part of the thing that is sleeping. We're part of the thing that's burning. And that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will tell you, this small family of believers, what we do in this city matters. What we pray, how we worship in this place, what we decree, what we declare, it matters. And as you come and present yourself before the Lord, and Debbie, you don't have to apologize for saying that. You don't have to apologize about that at all. Y'all, 
my wife and I stood in the Florida sun for 13 to 15 hours to get into the doors of Brownsville Revival. Then we, then we were in there for a six-hour meeting. Think about that. That's true. And the glory of God would just hang in there. And actually, the name of this church came out of the Brownsville Revival when Steve Hill prophesied over me. He cut between, there was thousands of people. He, he, he took a beeline. He walked all through this maze of people, walked up to me and my wife. He looked at me. He looked at my wife. He looked at me. He looked at my wife. And he looked over our head. And he goes, I don't understand this. I, I, I don't understand that. There's a banner. And it's, I can see this banner. And it's being waved over your head. And it says, Victory. And he said, Father, let the fire of God rest on them. That's why, there's a, there's, that's why there's banners when you drive through this driveway and there's fire in it. That's where it came from. Five months later, we went back to Brownsville, stood in line for 12, 13 hours waiting for prayer. The exact same thing happened. Steve Hill came right over to us. I, I don't understand this, but I, I see this banner flying over you, and it says, Victory. May the fire of God rest on you. That's why this church is named Victory. I want to tell you something. See, it, it is about standing before the Lord in His presence and ministering unto Him and inquiring of Him and say, Lord, what would you have me do? Who do you, who do you desire me to be? In this house, you can receive your commission. In this house, you can receive your assignment. In this house, you can learn how to become a messenger. In this house, you can learn how to become a carrier of the presence. That's what victory is all about. That's what it's about, that you stand before God long enough to you receive your marching orders. You know, my heart is on fire for you, Mike Donahue, as you said it back there and... As George and Darlene stood here and they talked about the place of pain and that prison of pain. and No one knows what you're going through, Mike. Nobody can understand it. But I know with all of my heart, Mike, I know with all of my heart from the time that I gave an altar call, August 19th, 2007, and you walked the aisle and you gave your life back to Christ. I was there. I knew God was going to use you and raise you up to be a mighty deliverer. A mighty deliverer. And the journey, the journey has been hard and long and weary. It's been hard. God will fulfill His call upon you and, and your wife's life and your children. He will do it. He will do it. I pray that every one of you find your commission here. I pray every one of you find your, your God-given dream, your God-given assignment, and that you will have the courage to wait on God and be patient. Even when you don't feel like being patient, that you would discipline yourself to stay before the Lord. Discipline your spirit. Discipline your spirit to stay before the Lord and be patient till you get an assignment from God. You get your marching orders from God.
I'm going to close with this. This has been a, a different night. You all understand this. The first time I ever received a prophetic word about God using my life for this nation, especially in Washington, D.C., I was 19 years of age. I'm 46. I was 19. The next year, I turned 20 years of age, and I was serving a revivalist. And while we were in Washington, D.C., it was my first trip to Washington, D.C., he was invited to speak in the Pentagon. And when we went into the Pentagon, I had an encounter with the Lord that I can't even describe to you. It wouldn't make sense if I tried to describe it. But after many, many, many years, many, many, hear this, please don't get lost right now. After many years, God is now just starting to have it make sense to me and open up doors for this nation right now. Right now. The reason I even want to bring this up or even talk about myself right here, it's not about me. It's, be, it's about being patient in the journey of standing before the Lord and keeping your prophetic words and your promises before the Lord and just being faithful until He does it. Can you hear that tonight? Be, just be faithful to the house of God. Be faithful to the presence of God, not, not just on a Saturday night or a Tuesday night or whatever house fire you're in. It's just about being faithful day in, day out, day in, day out. There's a man of God sitting in this room who's been in ministry almost 60 years sitting in this room. You know why? Because his heart at 81 years of age is still on fire and burning to finish strong. He looks forward. He looks forward to Saturday night church because he wants his heart burning so he can finish his assignment strong. Listen, this is, this is not about an age thing. It's about us coming as a family and becoming who we're to be and receiving our assignment and our mandate so that we can run with God. I want to encourage you, be courageous. Ask big, and if God tells you to do something small, do it. Ask big. Hear me tonight. Ask big, but if God tells you to do something small, do it. Do it. Because you know why? I think you know why. Jesus. Here's Jesus' words in Luke chapter 16. The man who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. But the person who is unfaithful with little, they'll also be unfaithful with much. Be faithful. A lot of yeses led up to going to, 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 to Tibet, didn't it? A whole lot of yeses and surrendering led up to China, didn't it? That's how it always happens. That's how it always happens. I want to pray for you tonight. I want you to just stay in your seat. I don't want you to stand. I just want you to put your hands out to receive from the Holy Spirit. Just, just place your hands out to receive from the Lord. Father, I believe you directed this meeting. 
I believe you charted the course. I believe you grabbed a hold of the rudder of this ship and you led us in the waters tonight. I believe that every destiny represented in these men and women has eternal purpose in it. My God, my God. Holy Spirit, just come down and harness your people right now. God. Rachel Groman, God will surprise you. God will surprise you with all of your indifference, with all of your opinions. God's going to surprise you because he has a glorious call of God on your life. If you will yield to the harness of the Lord, if you will surrender yourself and let yourself be broken. Just go with me. There's, you can see a wild stallion out there just dancing and, and running. It's a wild horse. It's a wild horse. It's a wild horse. But it can never be used until it's broken. It's wild. It's fierce. It's wild. But once that horse is broken, that master can walk up and just whisper to that horse, and that horse will move without bit and bridle. He doesn't have to force that horse around. He doesn't have to force that horse around any longer. That horse has been broken and surrendered. That's what it means to be broken. It's, it's just surrendering and yielding yourself to the Spirit of God. God does not want to put a bit and bridle in your mouth to make you go here and go, go there. He doesn't want, no. He wants you to be so saturated, Rachel, because you have an extraordinary destiny, an extraordinary call of God on your life. It is a baffling call of God. Baffling. There is such an inheritance and a reservoir that God has stored up within your spirit. You are destined to be a voice for God for your generation. And that's why the enemy works so hard to detour you. Your calling is extraordinary and great in God. If you'll surrender yourself and let God break you in the best way, you will become an instrument and a weapon in the hand of God that will bring his kingdom in ways we've never dreamed. In ways we've never dreamed. Ways you've never dreamed. And I didn't just see that tonight. I've seen that since you've walked into this church at a real estate association building. Your destiny is extraordinary. Lord God, I pray that you just come and harness the people Take hold of them, Lord. Take hold of them. I pray that, Lord, you would cause their spirit to be alert and awaken. Spirit of awakening, come. Spirit of awakening, come. Anointing, 
of awakening. Come. Anointing of awakening. Come. Fire be released. Fire in the heart. Fire in the soul. Fire in the dreams. Fire in the obedience. Fire in the surrendering. Fire in the yielding. Fire in the going. Fire in the commission. In the name of Jesus. I bless your spirit to surrender to the Lord. I bless your spirit to surrender to the call and yield to the Lord. Be soft, be gentle. Lord, make our hearts soft. Say that tonight. Make it your prayer. Lord, make my heart soft. Make my heart soft again, God, that you can mold it, that you can mold my heart. You can do whatever you want. Lord, put our heart on the potter's wheel tonight. Pour the water of your word. Pour the water of your refreshing on our heart and make our heart soft again, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Holy Spirit, loose assignments upon this house that we are able to say yes to, to step into. In the name of Jesus, I pray for that anointing of the ambassador to be upon this embassy of heaven. Be upon this embassy of heaven. Ambassadors, messengers. Hallelujah. It's in the anointing. It's in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's in the anointing that Darlene got up and read about. It's that anointing of the Spirit of God. Now I want you to stand to your feet tonight. I want to give an altar call tonight. I want to give an altar Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.